0: as we prepare to hear our scripture reading together, will you please pray with me? Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us. Melt us, mold us, fill us, use us. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us. Amen. Our scripture reading comes to us from Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter 13, verses 8 through 14. Listen now for God's word to us today. Owe no one anything except to love one another, for the one who loves another has fulfilled the law, the commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and any other commandment are summed up in this word, love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to a neighbor, therefore love is the fulfilling of the law. Besides this, you know what time it is How it is now the moment for you to wake from sleep, for salvation is nearer to us now than when we became believers. The night is far gone, the day is near. Let us then lay aside the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us live honorably as in the day, not in reveling and drunkenness, not in debauchery and licentiousness, not in quarreling and jealousy. Instead, put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. Family faith. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. During my senior year in college, my friends and I rented a four bedroom house from a young family with two kids who decided to live abroad for the year. It was a two-story house, and on the top floor, four of my roommates occupied the two bedrooms that were upstairs, while my friend Melissa and I each had our own bedrooms downstairs. In order to cut a deal on my rent, I took the least desirable room. It was a laundry room large enough to fit a bed, and instead of having an actual door, I had a nice little curtain I could pull shut for some privacy. When Melissa agreed to live in the downstairs of this house with me, I don't think she knew exactly what she was signing up for. Melissa and I often live like ships passing in the night. She was a morning person and I was and still am a night owl. Melissa was a lifelong athlete and played on our college volleyball team. And so she was used to waking up early to attend morning practices or to travel for away games. Meanwhile, I've never played a sport in my life and I made full use of free time as a college student to procrastinate as much as possible. The only way I could wake myself up was to get to my morning classes on time was to use a very obnoxiously loud alarm clock. Unfortunately, there were many days when I would still sleep soundly through the incessant clanging of my metal alarm clock. Being the athlete that she is, Melissa discovered that she could hurl an object from her room through my curtain and either hit me or the clock in a way that was just more effective than the clock itself. There was one morning though, where Melissa and my other roommates decided to let me sleep in. And looking back, I really wish they had woken me up at that time. You see, the house where we were living together was located just off of the Pacific Coast Highway in Malibu, California. Ever since we moved in, my roommates and I always talked about making the hike to our house that started down on PCH and went up this road called Corral Canyon Road. It's a windy, steep, and beautiful, breathtaking three-mile stretch of road from the highway to our house. So one Saturday morning, all of my roommates happened to be in town and home that weekend. And so they decided to take this hike together. And while they were off having this adventure, I was sleeping. It was Saturday. So when I woke up, probably sometime around noon, my roommates filled me in on all the details of their morning and their satisfaction with finally making this big hike. Hearing all of this, I felt really sad and left out. I swallowed my disappointment and secretly I held out hope that the opportunity for us to try this hike again would come up, but it never did. In the scripture passage we heard today, we hear Paul urging the Christians in Rome to wake up from their sleep. For this time and this moment is too important for them to sleep through, he says. Paul wants them to keep holding out hope for the apocalyptic transformation of this world. Salvation is nearer than when we became believers, he says. The night is gone and the day is near. His use of the word day is not referring to the time of day, but Paul is pointing out the arrival of an entirely new era, a dawning of a new age of creation. Oddly, this excitement and anticipation Paul is sharing with his audience in Rome is not really anything new. It's nothing people haven't heard before. For those in the Jewish tradition, Paul echoes the words of the Messianic promise. The prophet Isaiah tells the Israelites, Arise, shine, for the light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. But what's different now is that Paul understands how this arrival of God's restored kingdom is wrapped up in the return of Jesus Christ himself. Paul wholeheartedly believes that Jesus will come once again and for all to eternally establish the realm and vision of God's kingdom, the one he started during his time on earth. And So Paul is saying to us, wake up, stop your foolishness, get dressed and get ready because you do not want to miss this. This is what we have been waiting for. For the early Christian churches, the eminence of Christ's return was real to them, as real as the threats that they faced because of their faith and status in the Roman Empire. Some scholars believe that around six years after Paul wrote this letter, the emperor Nero persecuted and threw all of the Christians out of Rome. Some believe this is when Paul himself was executed. If there was ever a time that we might relate to the feeling of not knowing if the future might hold our grand liberation or our utter demise, then this is it. None of us here today can predict what tomorrow holds. None of us know whether we will live to see Christ return during our lifetime. None of us can even be certain what schools or churches or what the leadership of this country might look like six months from now. As this COVID-19 pandemic grew into something none of us anticipated, it feels like all we have been doing over the past six months is wait. While the walls around us feel like they are closing in, we have been waiting and watching and longing for some good news to appear on the horizon. And what I think adds to the difficulty of all of this waiting, is that we are relying on something that seems so far outside of our control. Like we are truly relying on something cosmic to happen. So what do we do now? Now that we are awake and waiting for Christ's arrival, the apostle Paul points us back to scripture to see what God has been doing around us and through us all along. Paul is saying that our present circumstances, whatever they may be, those things do not negate the open and ongoing invitation from God to be in relationship with God and with one another. Love one another. Do not owe anything else to each other for love. For when all there is to do is love, that is when we have fulfilled the law. Love your neighbor as yourself. We've heard this one before. It's a constant refrain throughout our Bible. It actually reminds me of a refrain that I hear from my mother sometimes. And hers isn't about love, but it's actually about my posture. that even as a fully grown adult, my mom often notices when my shoulders are rolled forward and she will immediately tell me to pull them back. If you meet my mom, you'll know that she doesn't say these things to criticize me. What you need to know is that my mom is a hairdresser. She's on her feet all day, hovering and hunching over her clients as she washes and cuts and styles their hair. And so at the end of the day, I know her body is achy and tired. And so when she reminds me to straighten my back and stand up tall, I know and I can see the tenderness behind her words. How she is offering me a gift to take care of myself, to love myself. So whether or not Paul's words come across as paternal or pastoral, to love our neighbor is a tenant of our faith. Enlisting several commandments, Paul awakens within the listener's mind, the story of God's voice calling Moses to guide the Israelites out of bondage and through the wilderness. And then on their path to liberation, God gifts them with these commandments, guideposts for how to live in freedom with one another. If you love each other, you will not commit adultery or murder. When you love your neighbor, you will not steal or covet anything they have. And it is from the Gospel of Matthew where Jesus teaches how loving God and loving our neighbor are two commandments that cannot be separated from one another. That the love of God is not a passive stance we take as followers of Jesus, nor are we simply recipients of this love. What Jesus demonstrates throughout his life are the many forms love takes in this world. In Christ's life, death, and resurrection, and yes, even in his anticipated return, we witness how love is more than simply a feeling. In Jesus, love is expansive, active, and alive. Love offers healing and restoration and calls people into discipleship. Love sits at the table with outcasts and feeds the poor. Love welcomes the children and cares for the widow. Love enacts justice and widens our circle of concern. Love strives for peace and has compassion upon the suffering of others. The love we are invited to embody today is intentional. It is boundless. The love this world needs today is risky and wholehearted, unreciprocated and sacrificial. In other words, what we need more than anything else today is neighborly love. But what do we do when it is hard to love right now? How do we reflect Christ's love in this world when we can't even see one another's faces behind our masks? How do we love when virtual learning and working from home leave us depleted? And where do you start when you live alone and you feel isolated from the world? And how can we love our neighbor when when the signs they have staked on their front lawns don't match up to ours? The other morning, my husband went for a run in the neighborhood around Flagpole Hill. He noticed that there was a home on a corner lot with what appeared to be a huge Beto O'Rourke sign. He was confused about why an old political sign would be up at this time. And so as he got closer, he looked and he saw that the front was recovered and written in big, bold letters with the words missing cat with a photo of this cat. I know that one of the ways I can love my neighbor is to see them and treat them as people first, rather than allowing their affiliations or even their behavior to define who they are to me. Fred Rogers puts it this way, love isn't a state of perfect caring. It is an active noun like struggle. To love someone is to strive to accept that person exactly the way he or she is, right here and now. The Apostle Paul tells us something we can do in our waiting. It is to put on the armor of light. When I hear this, I think of an armor of mirrors and how we might mirror the love that others shine into our lives. On her podcast in one of her episodes Kate Bowler talks about the blessing of mirrors she says we don't always know what we are who we are until we see someone reflected back to us we are so many things yes we are messy and irritable and not amazing in traffic but we are also absolutely radiant with beauty and wonder and intelligence and we are probably not going to notice until we see it in someone else's eyes. So blessed are the mirrors. Thank you for holding up our reflection. Thank you for knowing that this, whatever this is, whatever this might be, is still becoming. We are still being made. And so all thanks be to God that we are still becoming that the dawn is breaking, the day is near. Christ is returning to restore us and reconcile all of creation with our loving God. So let us wake up. Let us not waste this day, but fill it with love for our neighbors and ourselves, for God's abundant love is already here. And may we shine that love into this world until Christ comes again. To God be the glory,